Tonight, we cover the original monster. So grab your wooden stake and stay in the sunlight. Only on Newsworthy. Two words and two question marks. scoured the podcast world and finally found us newsworthy with steve and jerry where we delve into all things mysterious macabre or out of this world and decide if they are truly newsworthy two words and two question marks why should you work with ed lock A better question is, why wouldn't you work with him? He is proud to support an amazing lender, USA Mortgage. When you work with them, you can expect a home financing experience that is free of hassles and headaches. They have complete control over your loan due to in-house operations such as processing, underwriting, closing, and funding. USA Mortgage represents a lot of fantastic things but they are especially thrilled to partner in several community outreach programs, including Habitat for Humanity, Home Sweet Home, Veterans Community Project, and many, many more. They love going to work every day, which means they love working for you. Ed wants to be your lender for life, so reach out to him today and get the journey started. If you would like more information, please reach out to Edlock at area code 502 NMLS 448-908, USA Mortgage NMLS 227-262. USA Mortgage is an equal housing lender. This is not a commitment to lend. Additional terms and conditions may apply. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. <laughs> Hello, gentlemen. How are you? Hello. Doing Welcome good. back, Brett. Yeah. Brett's back good to with be us back. today. Brett is back with us today. <laughs> very nice. Very glad to have him. Yeah. Both I'm you guys are to be back here. from vacation. Vacation. Yep. Little Tanner. Looking sexy. Shoot. Well, don't y'all agree at one time now? Come that. on now. <laughs> Cheers. Don't know why I would go that far. Jerry's gotten himself into some itch powder. I don't know what's going on with him today. <laughs> a little bit of a problem. <laughs> it'll all work out. One of these days, we're going to set up a Patreon where you all can see everything that happens before the podcast so you know what's all going on. I think, I think that'd be people hilarious. would pay for that once, <laughs> then they would pay to not see it. Well, that's, that's okay, where the too. real money will be at. That's okay. That's okay, too. Because, um, yeah, because I think that... We we could even take the E rated rated E for everyone off of the Patreon account, oh, and they could, have to. You could get some of yeah, y'all's yeah. nasty jokes and understand what tissues oh, are all about. And <laughs> nasty jokes. I'm not going to talk about your jugs that you was going to do. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, we definitely just have that Patreon. That'd be. Well, guys, we're, we're glad you're here today. Uh, absolutely, 100%. We, 
We're covering a a really cool topic today. But you know what I want to talk about first? What's I, that? I want to talk about the fact I got fired from my job. Oh, yeah. man. That's I not, did. It's not good. I picked up a job part-time at working at the local aquarium. Well, that's nice. Yeah, I learned some stuff. Okay. Did you know that a small child will be eaten by piranhas in just 30 seconds? Not only did I not know it, I don't think I want to know how you come to find out. <laughs> well, let's just say I no longer work my part-time job at the aquarium. <laughs> yes, you probably don't. That's a good one. I would guess you do not. Not after that. Well, you shouldn't have been talking smack. These are kids today, you know, they talk smack. 24-7. You got what's coming to them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Did I tell you about my friend that decided to get a face tattoo? No. Yeah, of his favorite Star Wars character. Ooh, I love Star Wars. I know. You should have seen the Luke on his face. <laughs> oh, man. That's just, in, in all fairness, it's the second time I've heard that joke, and it was funnier the second time. <laughs> oh, man. I love that belly laugh of yours. <laughs> y'all, y'all know truly, right? You know, yeah, my absolutely. wife. So she's been reading a lot of romance novels lately. Ooh. And, you know, I've been making fun of her and, you know, saying how garbage they were. But she was just telling me I need to be more in touch with my feminine side. So, oh. Yeah. So I went and wrecked my car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is where we say Brett is no longer affiliated <laughs> with our show. <laughs> no, no, no. Please, He's direct, with please direct all hate mail toward Brett at Brett. At gmail.com. No, no, no. <laughs> We're going to be taking donations because he's going to be in the doghouse for a while. Yeah, he's going to need to work on fixing that up. For yeah, him. hopefully she you doesn't know, hear that. The good news is, Jerry, I sold them their house, so I know he has plenty of room. He can sneak in, and she wouldn't even know he was in the house for like two months. <laughs> be in the basement. Yeah, absolutely. That was a good one. I like it. Oh, jeez. Okay, so we had an awesome show tonight. We're talking about the one, the myth, the man, the legend, the bat, uh, Count Dracula tonight. But before we get into that, don't turn off the podcast. We're going to do just a quick PSA. Um, as If you guys listen to the show regularly, you know I've had some things going on. And I've, it's been on my heart, so I feel like I need to just do a quick PSA. Um about nine months ago, I had this bump come up on my neck. Didn't think anything of it. I'm prone to cysts, so I let it go and let it go and let it go. And then I had another one come up, so I went to the doctor, and the doctor sent me for a scan and then another scan. And then, now this, I'm going to give you a 48-hour timeline just to show you the roller coaster, roller coaster of emotion. So when I went to the doctor, she's like, yeah, that could be a problem. We're going to send you for a CT scan. We'll just see what it is. Um, so we go, we do the first CT scan. Didn't think anything of it. Almost immediate. I didn't, I didn't even hardly get back to, it, I had to do it in another city that was only 12, mi- 12 minutes away. I didn't hardly get back to my town here in Lawrenceburg before the doctor was calling saying, I need you to come in the office. So pretty scary stuff. Um, so I call the wife, we go in, we, we sit down with the doctor and the doctor's like, um, I'm really concerned about these bumps. I want you to go right back and do another CT scan. 
This time we're going to shoot you with some dye and we're going to get a good view of what's going on in there. So I do that same day, go back. And then we barely get back to Lawrenceburg again. And the doctor's calls it. No, I need you to come back. Um, so we go back and she goes, listen, I don't want to tell you this because I don't know, but it looks like you have some sort of lymphoma or you have some sort of cancer. Um, so, of course, you know, the blood drains out of your face when you hear the big C word. You know, you're scared. You don't know what's going on. Uh, she goes, I want you to go see um, this ear, nose, and throat guy because it was in my neck. She wanted me to make sure it wasn't in my esophagus or whatever because I'm prone for uh, 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 acid reflux. So I go see the ear, nose, and throat guy. He said, man, you look clean here. Uh, I'm going to call your doctor let her know that everything looks good. Had a camera go down my, my nose. If you've never had that done. Oh. <laughs> it sounds worse than the COVID test. <laughs> I mean, it goes all the way down. Oh. You can feel it too. So um, by before I even got out of his office, she had already called and said, hey, I need you to, we're going to set you up and do what they call a fine needle aspirin. It's basically they numb you. They stick a little needle into the, the thing and that was scheduled for the next day. So day number two, we start the day doing the fine needle aspirin. Um, now, to my doctor's credit, she said after the second CT scan, she goes, everything's, a, to quote somebody, she said, business is about to pick up for you. She wasn't wrong. So the second day I go, they had me scheduled for what they call the fine needle aspirin. And they were going to do it with, they were going to guide it with like a ultrasound. Um, and they did that and my, within two or three hours of doing that, maybe four hours at most, the ear, nose and throat guy calls me back and says, Hey, your scans are clean. There's no cancer, no malignancy. It's like, awesome. <laughs> but I still had my doctor's appointment, my oncologist appointment the very next day. So I guess 48 plus one. Um, so Went on to the oncologist. I called the doctor. I was like, you know, he says there's no malignancy. Do I need to go to the oncologist? She goes, yeah, you should probably still make that trip. So we go to Lexington. And my oncologist, who's a uh, notable, he's one of the best in the state. I, I, I don't know how I lucked out there. But um, he says, yeah, I got your results back from your fine needle. I don't believe it. So went from, oh, you have cancer, to no, you don't have cancer, to I think you have cancer. <laughs> Um, in, in just a very short arc. You're right. That's one hell of a road. I'm telling you. So um, he says, what I want to do is I want to send you, we're going to take out a lymph node. We're going to have it tested thoroughly, and we're going to see. If it's not, at worst, you have a cool scar. At best, we've, we figured out what's going on. Um, so... Uh, we scheduled that. It was a couple of weeks later. Um, I go in. I have the surgery. Within a day, it comes back that I do, in fact, have stage three thyroid cancer. Um, and the stages basically just mean where the cancer's at. You know, if it's just in the particular area they think it is, it's a stage one Uh or stage two, depending on how big the, the cancer lump is or growth is. And then stage three is if it has spread 
and this is spread to my lymph nodes at this point. Uh, stage four is it means it's distant, which means it's not only spread around it, but throughout your whole body. So that's why that's typically the worst. Um, so pretty scary stuff. Never had surgery before. My, I'm 48. I'd never had surgery in my entire life. Never, I'd been to the doctor more in the last two months than I'd been in the last 10 years yep. total. Um, and that, you know, Brett stepped in because he, we, we thought that I was going to have things done in my throat. I had a lot of biopsies done, but there was no cancer in my throat. It was all in the lymph nodes and the, and the thyroid, which is a blessing. Uh, the oncologist, the, the good news is in all of this is that the oncologist has said, if you have to have a cancer, this is the cancer you want to have. It's almost always curable, even if it has spread. It's very targeted. I don't have to do chemo. I don't have to do radiation. Um, that just wails on your the rest of your body. Um, so the treatment on this is very targeted. It's very, very done. On you know, and around the first of November, I have surgery to have it all removed, and then we're going to go back in a few months and treat it, and then it's done for the most part. You know, providing all is good. I just share that to let you know that if I'd just not been hard-headed when I felt the first lump and just went and checked, there'd been a chance it wouldn't have spread to my lymph nodes. You know, even though thyroid cancer is a very slow grower, doesn't mean it's not going to grow. And if I ignored it completely, you know, in two years, it may not have been treatable. Um, so if you were one of those people my hand goes up. It's Brad's hand sore. goes up. Oh, yeah. We just talked about. Um, go once a year, do your blood work. Go see your doctor regularly. If you're one of those people that believe the doctor only gives you bad news, it's probably because you wait till you're on your deathbed to go see them. Um, they're there for a reason. And um, I wanted to share this tonight just because I'm a firm believer in God. I believe God gives us mountains to prove to others that those mountains can be moved. And, uh, you know, this is a fight we're going to win. So go see your doctor. That's my PSA. Now, on to something more fun and exciting like Count Dracula. Blah, blah. Perfect we're, accent. Yeah. I mean, perfect. Except for the fact I don't say blah, blah. Where, <laughs> what movie is that from? Hotel Transylvania. Hotel <laughs> <laughs> Transylvania. So, Jerry. Yes. Where the hell is Dracula from? Tell us all about well, it. the short story is a guy by the name of Bram Stoker in 1897 wrote a book. According to Wikipedia, one of the most famous books in English literature named, believe it or not, Don't Drop You Know. I did not it's see Dra that coming. D exactly. Most of <laughs> Now, the mythical character. I'm going to fill my wine back up, Jerry. You, you, you go for it. Do you want to make fun of me on Yeah, do you want to tell everybody what you're drinking real oh, quick? Do you want to make fun of me on air real quick? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we have a podcast? <laughs> Tonight, Mr. Steve, manly guy that he is, is drinking a bottle of wine called Red's Sweet Rosé. And on the front of the bottle... I wish we could post a picture a, of this oh, bottle. we will. We will post a picture of this bottle. It is a picture of a woman, her hair, and her bright red lips. That is all that's on this fruity rosé 
sweet red. It is a sweet red. I, at least it has that going for it. But that is the uh, Red Sweet Reds. Rose. Red Sweet Rose is the name of it. Apparently, Reds is the company, I suppose. And that it's is made the- in uh, Lowellsville, Ohio. So another relatively local wine. We like to do the local wines here. So. And that's that's Steve embracing his feminine side. Yes, exactly. sir. Woo-hoo. And it is 13%. Uh, and I've just finished the bottle. <laughs> I'm going to take as long as I can for my part. I'm thinking by the time we get to Steve, he may be incoherent. Up. We're not for sure. Well, good for me tonight that I have the smallest portion tonight because of my PCA. PSA. There you go. But back to your original question. Yes. Tell us all about the Bram Stoker wrote the novel called Dracula, which starred the main character of Count Dracula. In 1897, Wikipedia, I think I mentioned, refers to this book as one of the most famous pieces of English literature ever, which absolutely blew me away. Brett and I was talking earlier, and he said he's not for sure he's ever seen a Dracula movie. I'm pretty sure I have, but I couldn't tell you the name of it. Uh, I've certainly never read the book. And for this to be considered one of the most famous English books ever blew me away. With that being said, how many film? How many times have you? Did you say that this had been made into a movie? Yeah. So since 1931, which is the first Jack Dracula movie, it's it's been over 200 movies featuring 200 Jack Dracula. Which over 200? Movies. Over 200. Yeah. Absolutely, blows me away. The origins of what inspired Bram is disputed. I say that because I read that on Wikipedia. Before I read it, I, everything else that I read. Uh, didn't leave much in dispute. It says that most scholars believe that Vlad III, also known as Vlad the Impaler, also known as Vlad Dracula, was a possible source of inspiration. We do know that he was a voivode, which means a prince-like military leader of Walchavia, three different times between 1448 and 1476. And Wallachia was a principality that joined with Moldavia in 1859 to form what is modern-day Romania. Uh, And yes, Vlad was born in an area named, once again, I know it's going to be hard to believe, but he was born in an area, a region named Transylvania. Vlad was a brutal, sadistic leader that was famous for torturing his foes. By some estimates, he's responsible for the deaths of as many as 80,000 people, the majority of whom... He killed by impaling on sticks, swords, something of that nature. Um, centuries later, the sinister reputation of Elod the Impaler took on new life when Stoker had come across the name Dracula in an old history book. He learned that it could mean devil, and he gave the name to his fic- fictional character in his book. So, can I interrupt you for just sure. a second? So, my daughter, who is a content creator as well. Okay. Um sent me a meme that she had created of a asthma inhaler and it had Vlad's picture on it. Vlad the inhaler. (laughs) (laughs) She has a great sense of humor. She really does. She gets that from her pops. Anyway. Wherever. (laughs) She may have gotten it from you, but she got a double or triple dose because hers, I must say, is probably better than yours. Because I don't like your jokes. Yeah, that, that, that's got a lot to do. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. 
By the way, Velod, as we mentioned earlier, Velod III, obviously that means his father was Velod II. That's where the name originally come from. His father was given the name when he joined a Christian group, uh, a ruling Christian group. He was given the, the surname of Dracul, D-R-A-C-U-L, which meant dragon. When Velod III was born, he was given the name Dracula, which means son of the dragon. So that's where the original Dracula name come from. Um, so, yeah, if you want to know where it come from, most people, as long as you don't go to Wikipedia, which says it's in dispute, most people think that Velod III, from what is modern-day Romania, uh, was the original source of inspiration for Bram Stoker and the original Dracula. So where did the blood drinking come in? Um, th there's a lot of different thoughts on that. As far as you're talking about where did it come in in the story of Dracula? No, no. Like, you were telling, when we were talking about this pre-show, you were talking about, like, the what yes. would happen when when this became... Well, a, now you're talking when about... people were really thinking... Not yes. just yeah, Dracula absolutely. and the origins of Dracula, but a lot of people think... Let me digress for a second. If you go into almost any civilization, somewhere buried in their history... You're going to find some blood-sucking people. They might be called vampires. In most cases, it was called something else. But they're there. And almost every uh, civilization known to man, it has some of these blood-sucking, blood-drinking people. There's many thoughts. One of them is that there is a disease, and I'm sure I'm going to massacre the name, Porphyria, P-O-R-P-H-Y-R-I-A. This condition makes a person overly sensitive to sunlight, People with this disease are relegated to the indoors because exposure to light can lead to disfiguring blisters. If you have it very bad, daily blood transfusions are sometimes needed as well. Now, when you combine those two things, needing <laughs> yeah, blood transfusions and having to stay indoors and can't tolerate sunlight, you have the origins of a lot of mythical beliefs of, of vampires. Is, so, is, is this a disease that's still around? Yes. Okay. It is still, so wow. here, here's my question, and, and it's a bit leading, if you will. Sure. So if we have people that are dying unexpectedly in our village, and we have a suspect, and we dig them up, what on earth would make me think that that person that we dug up is a vampire? Well, there's several things that, several reasons for that. One of the things that happens to, one of the things that happens to bodies we know is that fingernails tend to grow on dead bodies. Hair tends to grow. There's, and I forget the, the medical reason for this, but back before people were embalmed, there was many people who, uh, once they were dug up, if they were dug up, would have blood that would appear around the mouth area. Now, when you combine all of that, if they had someone that they suspected of being a vampire, someone suspected of doing some of these type things, they would often go dig them up. Well, when they dug them up and they found that their fingernails had grown, they Ooh. found that their hair had grown, Ooh. which wasn't known to happen because they didn't dig many dead people up. And they found blood around their mouth. And then your gums would retract, 
So they're they would immediately longer. believe yeah. everything that the people were saying that these people are coming to life. These people are coming out of the grave, and they are sucking the blood out of people. Isn't that a crazy? Because that all originated when we didn't have the technology that we know now. People right. back then probably weren't embalmed. Probably, yes, absolutely were not. <laughs> they were just thrown in a, a, a thing and stuck in the ground. And depending on how the ground was, depending on how fast they de- decayed. Or- yeah, a little more moisture. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you've, you and I, I think, have talked about this. Uh, at one point, it was believed that science was not good enough to tell when people were actually dead. Right. We believe that we pretty often, not real often, but sometimes buried people that were alive. Wait, there's proof of that. To the point, yes, there is. Right. To the point that people that were rich and could afford it would have a bale right. put yes. inside yeah. the coffin with a string attached to, or I'm sorry, they'd have a string inside the coffin attached to a bale above ground and would pay someone to sit there for two or three weeks and listen for the bell to ring. So they would know that they had buried a person who's still alive. Which after two weeks they'd be dead. But right, but right. they've they've dug out uh, and coffins that have marks. scratch marks. Yep, isn't yep. that crazy? Now, That's scary. At what <laughs> point did this cease? I'm thinking it went on well into the 1700s, if not early 1800s. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So in the late 1700s, early 1800s, we worked for sure if the people we were burying were actually dead. <laughs> Can you imagine? I, no, I, I'm severely claustrophobic. <laughs> so, so am I. That's like the worst Waking way to die. There's zero. Okay, so I was talk, having a conversation. My my former career, I had I delivered. I was a fuel truck driver, and I would go into these uh, 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 rock quarries where the tanks for the fuel would be in the quarry. So you go in and you you go into the quarry, you know, the cave, if you will, the man-made cave. You drive in and you'd make a turn. On your second turn, complete darkness. You've never seen dark as dark as it is. I can't imagine. Now, that was when we first started going to this particular quarry. As I got toward the end of that career, they had put up, you know, lights. But before that, you would go in there, and you were thankful for every single light-emitting thing on your truck. It was so dark. And you would be able, I mean, at least you could get out and stretch. Oh, man. Can you imagine No. waking up, not being able to move hardly? No. I think Mythbusters did an episode on this where they had somebody get in a coffin, and they had this, uh, I guess they had, like, some acrylic walls put up and then they they buried them and then they tried to see what you know they had a camera in the coffin I, the girl didn't last long at all she was oh, she sure. immediately started hyperventilating the oxygen levels dropped and I, chinese I can't water imagine torture. do you remember that do you ever read about that Mm-mm. chinese water torture would bury someone in a coffin type device so snug that they couldn't move their hands arms and there was a small hole above their forehead and every minute or two, a drop of water would. I have heard about this. Yeah, and Mythbusters did this too. Yeah, they did the water drop, and it it worked. I mean, they, they it proved would drive it. Drive people crazy. Yeah, very quickly. Um, I, I don't know. Have you guys ever been to Mammoth Cave? Yes. So here in Kentucky, uh, 
Did they turn the lights off? Yeah. Whenever. Oh my! Talk about darkness. It's when you go into that huge. Oh cavern, yeah, yeah. Right before the, the walkways are pretty well lit, but right. they, they begin to lower the lights. They want it to be a huge surprise when you walk out and they turn on the lights in this huge yeah. cavernous oh, cave man. with waterfalls yeah. and all that. Scary stuff. If yeah. you get lost in there, you're done. My I mean, son's going to Mammoth Cave this weekend, actually. Nick. Yeah. Um, him and his. Um, now we went a few weeks ago in the cave. By the way, Mammoth Cave is massive. Mm-hmm. But if you want to come to Kentucky and experience one of what I believe is one of the seven wonders of the natural world, uh, make a reservation because you can't come and just walk into the cave. Isaac Newton signed the one of the walls in the cave. Really? Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So how do you how do you go about killing one of those, Jerry? Um. Well, first, I'm glad you didn't know the answer because I was going to tell you. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, say, you did not assign me that. You did not tell me to research that. No, no, I'm, I'm glad you asked. So, everybody knows the number one way to kill a, a, a vampire is, anyone want to guess? Wooden stake. That's number two. Really? Mm, sunlight? Sunlight. Okay. Right. Sunlight is the number one way of killing a vampire. Vampires wouldn't stake it's a little easier to get a hold of than sunlight. Well, you can you can carry it. You can put it in your pocket. You know, you can have it on you. The sunlight? No, the wooden stake. <laughs> uh, the sunlight requires a little bit of work. That um, but sunlight is by far the number one way to kill a vampire. It reduces their immortality, their, the genes that allow them to re uh what's the word i'm looking for regenerate regenerate okay. um like doctor who and that's how they die to kill a vampire with a wooden stake you need to plunge it into their heart not sure why that works old history says that a wooden piece of wood is sharp enough to pierce the flesh or in human flesh um I, and i think that when lore was created on how you kill these that you know, every Superman has kryptonite. <laughs> yeah. The mummy has, I don't know, a a diarrhea. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> Dracula has a wooden stake. <laughs> I broke That's bread. Not new. <laughs> I broke bread. <laughs> that is not new, by the way. In 1732, an Austrian doctor has a tale of a supposed vampire. Which he claimed to have killed by stabbing with a wooden stake. Right. So, 1732. So I wonder if it's it's from where they dug up bodies and they just had a wooden stake handy, you know, because it was cheap. Yeah. And they were able to pierce the flesh. Maybe. And they were just like, oh, well, you know, they, they can't move now. So yeah. even though they were already was dead. That, but... uh, that and it would hold them down. So when they would do that in a casket, they would pierce them through the heart. Like Jerry was saying, this is before we did embalming. So when they pierced the heart, blood would still come oh, right, out. Right, yeah. So they would <laughs> thought the the thought was, oh, that pierced the heart. Well, no kidding, <laughs> you know. Um, also, you can kill a vampire with silver, but it should be used as a slowdown agent. It should hmm. not be because it would require a great deal of silver. In order to kill the vampire. See, I always heard that with werewolves, but not right. with Dracula. Or That's what I thought, vampires. Apparently, the silver also stops the regenerative powers, and which is why it slows it down. You can also kill 
a vampire with fire. However, there's a catch. Unless it's the sunlight, it doesn't slow the regenerative power. So you'd have to put the vampire in a pot of fire for an extended period of time till it burned to bones. <laughs> How they discovered this, I don't want to know. Well, if you watch Twilight, they lay it out pretty in depth. So who here's watched Twilight? <laughs> oh yeah, just you. <laughs> in fact, my favorite thing about Twilight is the meme where it shows the the vampire and his girl looking at each other, and in the background it shows Blade, <laughs> and it says. The only Twilight anybody really wanted to watch. I've never seen that, but that's hilarious. <laughs> me and my me and my wife just quick. Uh, me and my wife had a had a game going on when we were dating. We'd go to Goodwills just to you know find, try and find stuff that was cool. But we had a we had a game going on to where we would find at least one Twilight book in every Goodwill. Oh wow! <laughs> every Goodwill, no matter what it was, is. Did you buy them or just find no, them? No, no, we just found them. Just, it was just a funny thing that <laughs> everybody's giving up their Twilight books. I'll tell you another fun date involving the Goodwill, just to get off topic for a second. Pick a, a date night with you and the wife, and whatever you buy, she has to wear, and whatever she buys, you have to wear, <laughs> and you have to go out no, to I'm, dinner in I'm those good. clothes. I'm good. That's too risky. That was uh, she just heard the joke that I made, so <laughs> no, she, we're not doing that. That's that? a no go. Yeah, we have actually. Really? It was wow. a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No. Listen, <laughs> yeah. I, I got two words. I got one word for how she looked on our date. Karen. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking bedazzled UK shirt. That's awesome. <laughs> the culotte pants. Here's oh, the point. All that would will go really well. And 99% of the time, it's going to be a fun, enjoyable memory that you talk about for years. But on the off chance that I pissed her off last night and mm-hmm. didn't know it, there is no <laughs> way in Hades I'm agreeing to I this. I mean, they sell bikinis there, I'm pretty sure. They, you sure. know, Some people will sell... Uh, you, you're going to be walking out in a bikini? No. Some ladies' lingerie. No, they're going to wear that. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think they have underwear. Hey, I just got back from the Caribbean. I'm not saying there was a Speedo in my future, but there may have been a Speedo in my future. Just to I give know you all the visual. one of your primary outlooks in life is no matter what it is, you make it look good. Exactly. I'm not Thank arguing you. with that, but I'm saying women's lingerie, no thanks. That's a picture I'd never <laughs> want to see. You in. All right. Fine, fine. How do we go from Dracula to Speak for yourself. No. So there are two other ways to kill vampire, and both of them are about disease. The vampire disease is tricky because it refers to two different conditions. Peroric hemophilia, which is a disease which is introduced to the human bloodstream, excuse me, will eventually turn a human into a vampire. If a vampire gets that, it can actually counteract and kill the vampire. It's why you see in all the movies that vampires don't drink blood from dead things. Hmm. Um, the other one is Sanju de Bazella, which translates as blood weakness in Italian. No one really knows what it is or how it spread, but it's the only known disease that can actually kill a vampire. Basically, of these 10 things, if any of them fail, you're going to die when encountering a vampire. So either be a good familiar 
Or bid yourself a good adieu. Or, depending on the story, you might be immortal. Right. I'm going to move to Alaska for those parts of the year when it stays daylight 24-7. Okay. That's smart. Let them come back. Yeah, right. You want a piece of meat? What are you going to do the other six months? Find somewhere else to live. It's just, a, it's just a summer home, right? <laughs> that reminds me of that Domino's commercial, which is probably my second favorite commercial of all time. The first one is the Kmart commercial, the now defunct Kmart commercials. I shipped my pants when they were offering oh my, free shipping for everything. Oh my god, Those were the most funny, <laughs> hilarious commercials ever. The second <laughs> one is the Domino's commercial, which was, hey, hey honey, I ordered the pizza. They said they're going to be here in five minutes. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? And she's like, yeah. What are we going to do with the other two and a half minutes? <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like that you can tell that joke. Yes. But I can't <laughs> tell my joke. <laughs> that one is completely hours down. You, your joke is no. And your jokes are hell no. <laughs> What's wrong there, jokes? You just said the H word. <gasps> Shame on me. <laughs> I can't help. Look, that's all that's left of a bottle of wine. I, I might. <laughs> what are you drinking tonight, Brett? I'm drinking bourbon, as always. Started out with a little E.H. Taylor, finished that bottle. Now I'm on to some Knob Creek nine-year. So. Mm. Anywho. All right. So what if, Jerry? Yes. Let's flip things for a second. What if the idea of immortality is a good thing? What if you want to become? And be a vampire. Yeah. Do you know how to do that? I have no idea. What? Absolutely no idea. Have you not seen the Twilight movies? No one has seen the damn Twilight oh movies. Oh my Brad. goodness. Every, <laughs> You're missing out. Every young woman. Robert Pattinson. His wife's age has. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter was certainly in on the trend. Oh man. It was such a big thing during that time I, period. So I was. Is he going to tell my age? I was in middle school when they came out, and uh, I remember everybody was reading them. Everybody. Guys and then when do. the movie comes, yeah, guys do. I read the first three. My parents wouldn't let me read the fourth one, but yeah. I nice. remember my daughter, who was three or four years older than you, uh, her and a few of her friends in some of the later movies camping out. There was some movie theater that was going to show it at midnight. Mm-hmm. They were going to watch it at midnight. <clears throat> it was big, yeah. it was. I, mean, I remember... Everybody was talking about it at that point. Everybody was reading it. So, yeah. I was like in sixth grade, I think. So, so, show of hands, who's, what's your favorite vampire movie? I don't want to say Twilight because you guys have bashed it so we much. We were absolutely going to make we so much this. fun of you if you say Twilight. We covered this, I think, when you were out earlier. Brett, neither Brett nor I are sure that we've ever seen. Any Dracula movie. So Dracula specifically, yeah. Yes. I, but vampire movies. I've seen some vampire. vampire movies, yeah. I I can't name one that I've ever saw. Hmm. It's a tough one. I've seen parts of them. I can't say that I've ever sat down and watched. What's your favorite movie? You got a couple, and one of them is a very new movie. If you guys haven't saw um, Renfield. That is a fantastic movie. Oh, Nicolas Cage, movie. come Nick back. Cage, yeah. It's a fantastic movie. I mean, this is and probably his first movie in 
a while. Well, he made a lot of movies that right. were straight to video or whatever, straight to streaming. At least it's the first movie I've heard yeah. of. It's being a- fantastic. Um, it really is good. It, it doesn't necessarily focus on his character. Is it a comedy? It is a comedy. Yeah, kind of like it's comedy. wonderful. Um, but overall, I think the best vampire movies I've seen in the last bazillion years by far is Blade. Oh, my. Come on. Oh, yes, I, I didn't even think about Blade. <laughs> the Daywalker by far. You're right. Blade is the best vampire movie I've Thank ever seen. You. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Interview with a Vampire was a good movie also. Never seen it. With Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise. It wasn't terrible. Never seen it. Um, And some girl. Okay, so anyway, let's talk about the pros and cons real quick, and then we're going to switch over to where Dracula is in the world today. So let's think. Lack of food options is probably a con. In today's world, if you go around biting people's neck and draining their soul essence, you're probably going to end up in prison. So that's a con. Um, immortality con or pro? What do you guys think? I think that's a con pro. Everything you ever know, love, cherish, desire will die, and you'll watch them 15 times over. That same thing will happen over and over Over and over, over. unless the whole you make them vampires, which is happens in Twilight. Also, there's a TV show called Out of the Shadows. That's really funny. I forget what stream. I've, I've heard about that. I, I, I haven't seen it. <laughs> Sorry. That's for you, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Aversion to sunlight. That is a con or a pro? That's definitely a con. Yeah. I, I agree. I couldn't go to the Caribbean anymore. <laughs> yeah. Shape-shifting. Shifting from a human to a bat. Oh, that'd be that'd be a pro. That'd be cool, yeah. Absolutely a pro. Absolutely. I agree. <laughs> public opinion. What negative public opinion? Well, I mean, everybody's public opinion. Everybody's going to want to kill you if they know about you. So, so probably a con. Yeah, yeah probably just a con. Yeah. Okay. So if you do want to convert to being a vampire, all you have to do is search out a vampire and be bitten. Chances are, however, he's going to lie to you because vampires are very stingy. They don't want to share their power of immortality unless they make you their familiar, in which case you will be a servant to the vampire for the rest of your, well, for immortality. When you put those two facts together, that alone proves that vampires are mythical. (laughs) They never die. And they do bite some people. So sooner or later, everyone will be a vampire. Listen, I'm just going to tell you. That and I'm gonna say this because she listens to our show. There's you this wonderful lady, Patricia, <laughs> who I swear is a vampire. I tell her every day that <laughs> I'm gonna bring a wooden stake, and she goes, <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, Brett, this show is going way over, probably because of my PS. Mine, mine's, okay. mine's gonna be quick. So tell us about where vampires, Dracula, what's going on in the world today? Yeah, so. Jerry kind of stole my thunder a little bit. So one of the things I was going to talk about was just the fact that there's been over 200 movies, like I said. 200 just movies. Featuring just Dracula, not just vampires in general. Just Dracula. And that's only second to Sherlock Holmes. So what? that's pretty good company to, to I be I can't in. imagine Sherlock Holmes having more I, movies than, like, God. Right. I can't think. 
Right. I can't think of uh, anybody, any movies of Sherlock Holmes other than the Robert Downey Jr. ones. Well, there was a few that were like really crappy like, like, back a... in the early 80s. Yeah, I've not seen any of those. So, I'd... But anyways, yeah. So around 200 movies featuring Dracula. And, you know, recently, you know, Renfield came out. I think I was looking in 2023, there's two Dracula movies. Luke Evans was in uh, uh, Dracula Untold, I believe, uh, a couple years ago. Obviously, the you know the Hotel Transylvania, which was like more of a cartoon, kind of had a funny way. Of, that one on our cruise, Trans, the Hotel Transylvania Four. They're pretty, yeah. Oh, there's a fourth one, so I don't. Yeah. I've only seen the first three. So it, it's a pretty funny take on Dracula. But. Hey, we just got a message saying uh, that one of our fans really liked the Zodiac Killer. If you like Zodiac, check out our last episode. Sorry, heck yeah. Just got that in today, just a minute ago. So I, I was looking at a article that um, NPR put out, and they were talking about. Just how Dracula stayed relevant from you know 1897 to 2023. It was talking about how they've kind of changed Dracula to reflect the times. Um, you know, it started out the fact that the first movie he was more of like a European aristocrat. Then they, uh, when Christopher Lee kind of took the role, that he was more of like a Cold War enemy, and then. Um, they kind of moved on in like the 60s and 70s to like a disco era, you know, where he had the blown hair, he had, you know, good looks. <laughs> then like in the early 2000s, you know, Dracula kind of looked more like gothic, you know, the attractive young man, you know. And I think Dracula is just such an interesting character, you know, you know, he's a he's wealthy, you know, he's a, he's a nobleman who's who's got supernatural abilities, you know, and I was just going to say, if you're immortal and broke, there's a problem. <laughs> just yeah, saying. Yeah. <laughs> and we learned that from Twilight, too, man. That dude's a doctor. and This guy. I, I, I'm kind of embarrassed now that I'm bringing up Twilight so much. But anyways, uh, and, and I remember just when I was a kid, and I would... <laughs> we should take his man card. <laughs> <laughs> Says the dude reading, uh, drinking wine with uh, pink lips on it. Anyways, uh, just him having, you know, him being kind of the bad guy where he's, you know, he's sucking people's blood. He's turning people into vampires. But some, you know, some people would look at that and say, well, he's immortal. He flies. He shapeshifts. He's got super strength. He's got super speed. You know, in some some cases, he's seducing women to, you know, Become a vampire. He's creating servants, and uh, you know, making other people have those same powers. So, just the fact that you know he's got that uh, he's got that horror feel. So you you kind of fear him, but you also have those those abilities that kind of create a desire. And you know, he's most of the time he's pretty good looking, um, like Jerry over here. <laughs> uh, That's what they say. They wrong. <laughs> That's not what I heard before the show. Uh, <laughs> anyways. Uh, this is why we need video. <laughs> this is why we need video. Uh, <laughs> no, but I, th- I think that just the fact that he's just so interesting of a character and he's able to be, you know, adapted into, you know, even, you know, cartoons now where he's, you know, Adam Sandler's playing him. Or the Adams family. Or the Adams family, Grandpa yeah. Grandpa was a vampire. Which is the the new Adams family uh, show on Netflix is a hit now. With the uh, what's her name? Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. That, that show's a hit. So, anyways, he the, and he's he's changed over the years to kind of reflect the 
the times and every every generation you know there's been over 200 movies since 1931 every generation has experienced dracula movies in the theater when they were you know going to the movies That's no funny. matter what you know that and i was looking through all the movies throughout every every decade and there's at least 10 to 15 per decade. So Isn't that insane that somewhat something And that's just Dracula, not yeah. just not not including vampires. Just Dracula. Wow. Isn't it insane how that one persona that and it's evaluated like you said it's different every single generation. Um has been able to dictate and take up that much camera time. It's almost I I we always talk about Hollywood is more of the same, 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 same. Right. It's just oh my gosh, yeah. But it, this is one of those topics that every single time it can be different, it can still be good. It yeah. can still be unique. 100%, it can still be yeah. changed. I mean, the Renfield movie is far different than. Which is a character that was introduced in the very first book in 1897. Yeah. Right. Crazy. So, crazy. Um, yeah, I think that the fact that the character has been kind of fluid throughout the years has kept him current so I mean, no every generation has been able to experience them in a different way werewolves are not that way the mummy's not that way right <laughs> yeah frankenstein's monster isn't that way so the original a little bit what, just which nowhere one? near all of them oh okay don't you think yeah i have mean they've had, they've had some near. movies but just not like <laughs> dracula just, right have you ever seen just off topic for just a sec have you guys ever seen young frankenstein with gene wilder it's a black and white movie. It's old. No, I don't think so. Oh my gosh. I love Gene Wilder though. You guys have homework then. Yeah. You've got to watch Young Frankenstein. It's hilarious. Sorry. Please continue. And of course, Frankenstein's the doctor, not the monster. Right, right. So. It's Frankenstein's monster. But um yeah, I think I think he just he's able to they're able to make him appeal to so many different age groups, different genders. Um so I think that's why he's been able to stay so current. I think maybe, I was looking, like we were saying earlier, sorry to interrupt. Maybe there's enough realism that we all begin to feel that, you know, I can almost see this happening. Well, so the article in NPR, uh, they kind of made the comment, which I thought was really interesting. The reason he can't see his reflection in the mirror is because he's reflecting society at the time. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Which is kind of, yeah, it's kind of a cool take on it. But um, Also, you would never know if you had a hair out of place. Just saying. Which he never does. I mean. Right? <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, and I think there's been so many, just vampires in general, you know, through Twilight, through Vampire Diaries, through Buffy the Vampire Slayer, through Blade. I mean, there's been so many different, um, you know, recent iterations. iterations of just vampires in general that Dracula has just become an interesting character. Wow. So. Well, I'm glad we got to cover Count Dracula today and vampires in general. I think it's extremely exciting. It's October. Can it's, I add one thing? Sure, absolutely, Jerry. I found an article on Bustle.com entitled Six Facts About Real-Life Vampires. Ooh, real-life vampires. One of the statements is this, but are you aware that at this very moment, as you're going about your normal day, trying to figure out how to sneak out of work early just to jump on your hardy, your Halloween partying, that there are 5,000 real-life vampires roaming the streets of this fair country. Again, according to the Atlanta Vampire Alliance, 
It claims that 5,000 people who consume human and animal blood because they feel that they need it to survive exist today. Yes, I've heard about this. And it, it it's kind of pretty recent. Honestly, I think there was a... They're buying it, by the way. They're, they're, it's not, they're not killing people. There's people who sell blood. Yeah. And they're I, drinking animal oh and human blood. The human is from volunteers. This was covered in a show, I feel like, that I watched. And it was exactly that. There, there was this dude who was... Um, I can't remember what the show was called. Anyways, basically this this dude was a you know a rock star and he was kind of like you know the whole goth image. But basically he made his name by sucking. I think it was supernatural actually. Now that I think about it, he was he was you know sucking girls' blood, and it made him super popular. And then like apparently there was this whole huge cult following that was also sucking blood. Okay, so my question is what. Kind of disease are you setting yourself up to get not drinking? Oh blood my in gosh. today's world, yeah. Thanks for that. Huh? Every disease that the people every disease, yeah. <laughs> every disease they had back back when I was doing sex ed in middle school. We're talking back in like the eighties, nineties. They said that every person that old, you slept with, no, nah, I ain't gonna say. Every person you slept with was you were sleeping with the last seven people they slept with. So just imagine if you're sucking their blood directly. Or Ooh. drinking. It doesn't have to be sucking. It doesn't be drinking. No, I, yeah, I can't case. imagine. It's gross. Anyway, well, good show. It's Halloween season. It's October. I'm excited. Are you guys excited for Halloween? Absolutely. Jerry, Super excited. Brett, we're going on a field trip in the next week or so, right? Hopefully, I'm Brett can join us. Looking forward to it. Uh, we're going to spend some quality time in one of Kentucky's oldest cemeteries. We're going to go by a house that I personally had a paranormal experience in. Um, we're going to go see an old Civil War hospital. Um, and we're going to report on all of that. If we can figure a good quality way of recording while we're doing it, we're absolutely going to do it. Um, but... And just the lead up to the rest of our shows uh, for this month, I think that's going to be exciting. Mm. Absolutely. We hope that you Looking join for us for that. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. I hope I can, hope I can come along. I'm sorry. Everybody was looking at me, and I'm like looking at them, and it was like, what are we looking at? <laughs> anyway. Happy October, happy day or month of Halloween. This is exciting stuff. We can't wait to see you soon. Man, that episode is really interesting. And if you'll stick around for us for just a few commercials, we have another great story to tell you. Hi, this is Ed Locke with USA Mortgage. When it comes to buying a home, the process can be overwhelming and confusing. With so many options, it can be hard to know where to start. That's why it's important to work with a certified mortgage loan originator. I have the knowledge and expertise to guide you through the process and find the best mortgage option for you. I will work with you every step of the way to ensure that you are getting the best deal possible. So if you're looking to purchase or refinance, please reach out to me at 502-680-0953. So don't take on the stress of buying a home alone. Work with me and I will make your dream a reality. Trust the professionals and make your home buying experience a positive one. MLS ID 448908, DAS Acquisition Company, LLC, doing business as USA Mortgage, MLS ID 227262. 
This is not a commitment to lend. Additional terms and conditions apply. USA Mortgage is equal housing opportunity. If you want us to review or rate your product on air, if you have suggestions for new episodes, awesome ghost stories, or anything else, please reach out to us. Our email address is newsworthywithstephenjerry at gmail.com. Our text number is area code 540-709-1318. And now, back to the story. The Gates of Hell Cemetery in Elizabethtown, Kentucky. The Gates of Hell Cemetery is quite simply a nickname for a haunted cemetery. Its real name is the Casey Cemetery. It's also known as Hell Cemetery. The cemetery is located to and along the same road as the Bethlehem Academy which is Elizabethtown's other haunted location. The Gates of Hell Cemetery is heavily overgrown with grass and trees, and there are gravestones that are evident, but most of them are barely visible. The cemetery is very old. Some of the grave sites date back to the 17 and 1800s, but most of the people there are sadly unknown. Paranormal occurrences that happen at the cemetery are pretty average, People have seen orbs, felt feelings of being watched, and other such things associated with cemeteries. However, other people believe that the cemetery is not quite that normal. Quite a few people have said that Satanists have practiced out of the gates of Hell Cemetery and do sacrifices with bones and burnt wood being found many, many times. Many say the gates of Hell is a very haunted cemetery. A cemetery. So scary, some may argue, that they will not go into the cemetery by themselves. One group reported while they were there, there was once a large, bright green orb that was suspended in midair above them. It stayed there for a couple of minutes, they say, and then shot up into the sky so fast it looked like it had just disappeared. Reports of screams coming from in and around the cemetery have also been reported, as well as seeing shadow people walking around. Many have also claimed to have electrical problems with their cars anywhere near the cemetery. The Gates of Hell Cemetery is located out in the middle of nowhere, a couple of miles from the end of St. John Road. Take St. John Road to Elizabeth, out of Elizabethtown and drive along it, it for a ways. <laughs> Eventually, you'll see Bethlehem Academy, which is now a restaurant. Drive on past that, go a few more miles out, and you'll find the Casey Cemetery. It may not be very prominent but it, because it's extremely run down, but it is very visited. And Jerry, if you can't see the light, be the light.